the way that people will describe this is they will describe it as like, well, you know, this month was busy and difficult because I had three conferences, but I figured like next month would be better because I didn't have those three conferences and those were really exhausting, but now they're done. But then the next month they're exhausted and they're exhausted because like there was two kickoffs to a project and three papers to write and edit. And then that's done and they thought, okay, next month, if I just get through that, this will be better. And then the next month it's like, the classes are ending and I have to grade and all this stuff. And I'm sitting there going like, yeah, that's not a very pleasant career experience. And yet how many of us are just living that way, right? Yet that is our norm. It's just like, this does not make any sense. But yet that is how we live. And in fact, the way that we try to deal with it is say, well, the thing right now that is exhausting me is about to end. So I'm sure I'll be okay in a week or in two weeks. And that's literally what we're saying a month later. Well, the thing that's exhausting me right now is about to end, et cetera. So this is this if-then mentality that I coach about and I talk about with my clients. Like anytime you're saying, once I do this, once I finish this paper, then things will calm down. Once I get funded, then things will calm down. Once this happens, then this other thing, this calm, this control, this um, lack of exhaustion, this restfulness, then that will happen. Girls, we are lying to ourselves. That is not the case. You are listening to Your Unapologetic Career. Being a woman of color faculty in academic medicine who wants to make a real difference with your career can be tough. Listen, these systems are not built for us, but that doesn't mean we can't make them work for us. In each episode, I'll be taking a deep dive into one core growth strategy so you can gain confidence and effectiveness in pursuing the dream career you worked so hard to achieve. All you have to do is tune in to your unapologetic career with me, your host, Kemi Dole, physician, surgeon, researcher, coach, and career strategist for an always authentic, sometimes a little raw, but unapologetically empowering word. I keep it real for you because I want you to win. about you, but for me, whenever I'm trying to learn something new or integrate something new in my life, I really need to see it written down. I need a framework to understand how to make it come alive for me and also so I can adapt it to make it work for me. And that's what I was thinking about when I started writing the KD Coach Foundation newsletters way back in 2019. I spent about 18 months writing these twice a month, thinking about all the ways in which I could communicate really clearly and honestly, briefly, about some career-shifting tactics, strategies, and perspectives that can truly change people's experience of their career. Now, let's be honest, some of these were great, some of them were good, and some of them were just a really good try. But what I've done is compiled them into a digestible format of all of the great ones. I want to be able to keep this knowledge going. I got so many messages over and over again about how much the newsletters were changing people's approach to their productivity, the approach to managing their sanity and their energy during the week, and their approach to thinking about how to translate the goals and the desires of their career into functional, actual actions in their day in and day out experience. If you're interested in any of that, I really encourage you to sign up for our newsletter, The Katie Coaching Foundations. It's free 99 and you can sign up at www.kemidole slash 
foundations. Once you sign up, you will get one of these top tier, best performing, most cited (laughs) newsletters from that period of time in your inbox every two weeks. I share these because I know, honestly, a lot of people are never going to sign up for Get That Grant. A lot of people are not going to be able to access the coaching we do because we're unapologetically focused on women of color faculty in academic medicine. But hey, I still want to help our entire field. I want to start a revolution. So if you haven't checked it out yet, definitely sign up at www.kemidole.com foundations to check out our career foundations series. Hello, hello. We are bringing you an episode today from a 30-day live stream Instagram challenge that I did in the summer of 2023, potentially quite recently, depending on when you're catching this episode. Our topics range for things that were very career-focused to things that were pretty personal and everything in between. We've curated some of the most popular ones, or frankly, just some of my favorite, even if they weren't popular to bring them to the podcast. And this week, we're dropping one for your ears. I hope you enjoy this snippet from the 30-Day Live Challenge. Talk soon. Bye. So my name is Kemi. I'm a coach and career strategist for women of color faculty in academic medicine and public health. And we're at day 30 of 30. We made it, y'all. Mama, we made it. We did it, Joe. All the things. All the phrases, I'm feeling very good. I'm feeling very proud of myself. I definitely jumped on this challenge on a whim. I mean, I did not have to do it, but there was something in me that was like, yeah, just do it, just go for it. And I'm really glad that I listened to that thing because it's not something I would normally do. I prep my content just a lot more in terms of knowing what I wanna say. And I knew that choosing to try to go live every day for 30 days in a row would mean that like I could not actually do that. I couldn't be comfortable. I couldn't come on live and know exactly what I was going to say, where I was going to go, et cetera, et cetera, which is like how I normally do things. And that was obviously part of the challenge, which was getting more and more comfortable with the live stream aspect, but also just getting, I would say for myself, like getting more clear about the value that I have without planning. You know, sometimes it doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be hard to do what you do well if you just release and allow yourself to just show up. So anyway, I'm going to share some more lessons at the end, but those are some ones that are just coming to mind right now as I am in celebration. But I said I was going to talk about patching the leaks in your career, and that's exactly what I want to talk about because this kind of is going to come out of like a narrative story for me, and then we're going to, we're going to bring it to a bigger concept. So I do monthly plan. I mean, I do a lot of planning, but every month I kind of, I have like an assessment where I'm looking out to see like, what's going on this month? What do I have on the calendar? What does it look like, et cetera? Now there's a larger conversation of the kind of quarterly structure that we do, that we coach our clients on. So it's not like any month is ever like a shock. It's not like, whoa, what is happening this month? Who knew? So I always have some sense, but there's the nitty gritty of looking like week in, week out. What are the meetings? What are the events, et cetera, that I usually do towards the end of the last month to look for the next one, just to like prepare myself. And the whole goal of this, y'all, the whole point of doing that is not to stress myself out. The point is not to like amplify the Sunday scaries, you know, or whatever that anxiety to like DEFCON 5 or whatever. Like that is not the point. I do that because 
I realize that if I do that, I can look out because of what I know about myself and my energy and my time and my capacity. And when I say what I know, what I mean is the realistic nature of what I know of what I can and can't do, <laughs> what works for me and what doesn't, because I know that I can look out at the month and I can make these kind of minute, kind of subtle adjustments where they need to be made to set myself up better for success. So it's not about opening up the calendar and being like, wow, I'm overwhelmed by July, cancel half the meetings. That's not what I'm talking about. Is it possible you might have to do that at some point? Sure. I wouldn't say that that's success if every couple weeks or every month or something like half the meetings have to get canceled for you to have balance. No, that goes back to the need of having a greater quarterly structure and really annual structure so you're not shocked by what's on your calendar. But what I'm talking about at the monthly level is the kind of like soft refinements and adjustments that help me know that I can end the month as well as I started, right? So that I, I'm not going to be crawling to the end of the month. And so for July, you know, like, for example, what that looked like is I realized like, wow, I'm really going to be like out there in July in terms of like client work and coaching work a lot because July is a kickoff season for us. So we're, I have two different kickoff calls for our two coaching programs. I'm doing a mentoring with integrity series for all of our active clients, which is like a three-part training that I'm doing over three different days. Like I coach in another program and I just looked at it. I was like, wow, I have a lot of like direct facing coaching hours, et cetera. And so I was able to look at that and say, you know what? I'm going to be a little quieter on Instagram. This month, it's going to be a little quieter because I know I need to reserve my time and energy for those client-facing moments. And I could pretend like everything is still the same, like nothing has changed, and I am capable of showing up here like I show up here every day all the time. I'm capable of pretending like I don't have an extra like level of coaching and training and workshop work this week, but I don't have to. I don't have to. High achievers, please repeat after me. I could pretend like this is not harder. Like there isn't more work to do. Like there isn't like double the number of client facing workshop coaching hours than I would normally have in a month. I could pretend that doesn't exist and keep all other fires burning like usual, but I don't have to. So looking, so for this is like very real. So what happened this month is I was like, oh, okay. I literally was like, okay, in my head, I was like, all right, I have to actually have intentional quiet. I have to think about having intentional quiet this month because I'm going to be doing a lot of this and I love it, but it also takes a lot of energy. And so in my mind, that was helpful already from jump because now I'm not going to burn myself out by the middle of the month coming on live with y'all every day because <laughs> this is day 30, right? But the other thing is I realized like, wow, look at God, because I, I jumped on this like intuitively. I really did. I was like, Ooh, let's do the 30 day live challenge. Like, why not? Well, let me just jump on it and see what happens. And now it's so helpful because now, in addition to the fact that I've been way more active here than I normally am in, am in any given month, which is exciting, right? Like from a very number standpoint, it's good for the account. It's good for the engagement, all those things. It's good to reach new people. But also what I've essentially done is like banked a lot of content for the podcast. So like I realized like, wow, I have a lot of workshops and kickoff calls and coaching calls to do in July. I don't need to record any podcast episodes. 
It's going to be too much. And I can do that without worry because I just jumped on this challenge. Y'all know some people have been already asking me, like, when are these lives going to end up on the podcast? So it flows. But because I could take the time to be intentional to look at that in terms of what refinement is needed, I could make that decision proactively instead of making that decision on July 18th when I'm like, holy shit, how am I going to get to the end of this month? I'm exhausted. So that is what I mean by like a refinement moment of recognizing, hmm, what's the 5% that needs to be adjusted now that I'm this up close and personal to the month coming up, to the schedule that will make a huge difference. Like it's a 5% adjustment on the schedule, but it's like an 80% adjustment in terms of how I am going to feel going through this month. And that ability to pause and to look at the whole thing and plan is how you avoid a continual repetitive experience of being out of control. And not just being out of control, of having it be all types of different insults and things that inevitably at the end of the day always result that you're exhausted. So the way that people will describe this is they will describe it as like, well, you know, this month was busy and difficult because I had three conferences, but I figured like next month would be better because I didn't have those three conferences and those were really exhausting. But now they're done. But then the next month they're exhausted and they're exhausted because like there was two kickoffs to a project and three papers to write and edit. And then that's done. And they thought, okay, next month, if I just get through that, this will be better. Then the next month, it's like the classes are ending and I have to grade and all this stuff. And I'm sitting there going like, it shouldn't be a surprise. We shouldn't be shocked every month about how much there is to do and what is on our plate is too much and too exhausting. But the reason why... Obviously, that shouldn't happen. Just like if you hear somebody describe that, you go, yeah, that's not a very pleasant career experience. And yet, how many of us are just living that way, right? Yet, that is our norm. It's just like cycles and cycles of overwork and overwhelm and exhaustion. So we know that this does not make any sense. But yet, that is how we live. And in fact, the way that we try to deal with it is say, well, the thing right now that is exhausting me is about to end. So I'm sure I'll be okay in a week or in two weeks. And that's literally what we're saying a month later. Well, the thing that's exhausting me right now is about to end, et cetera. So this is this if-then mentality that I coach about and I talk about with my clients. Like anytime you're saying, once I do this, once I finish this paper, then things will calm down. Once I get funded, then things will calm down. Once this happens, then this other thing, this calm, this control, this um, lack of exhaustion, this restfulness, then that will happen. Girls, we are lying to ourselves. That is not the case. I think of these as like a constant, this is where the metaphor is coming in. (laughs) This is where the title is coming in, patching the leaks. I think of this, follow me, follow me folks with the metaphor. As if you have like a pitcher of water and like maybe you're, you can think about your month or your week or whatever is like your job and your job, your only job is to like fill this pitcher of water. This is your job. Maybe we can't do a pitcher. Maybe we should do like a huge gallon thing. And so they're like, listen, this is what you need to do. And you're like, bet, got it. They're like, this is where the lake is. Here's your little pitcher thing. It's a half mile walk in between. And you just got to, this is what you got to do. Just keep filling it. Just keep filling it. Start at the beginning of the month. At the end of the month, your job is to make this thing full. And you're like, okay, got it. Looking, calculating this, I feel like it should be fine. I feel like I can do it. This is very doable. That feeling of like, yeah, I got it. I can work hard. I'm going to keep going when I'm tired. It shouldn't be that bad. Maybe I'll even finish early. And so then you get started and you're like, okay, see, making progress, making progress. But at some point, there's a voice in the back of your head that goes, something's off here because I keep doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I keep filling this thing, 
but it's not rising the way I expect. Like there's something going on where I keep, and so then you double up, like you get faster and you get faster or you get like two pictures at a time, but you're like, something up with this barrel. Is this a trick barrel? Like why is this, why is the accumulation that I am expecting not happening? And it might be even to the point where your brain is like, is there a leak somewhere? I feel like we should probably, like, maybe there's a leak somewhere because I'm working really hard, but I am not seeing the evidence of that. And I'm also starting to realize that I'm not going to be able to get to the end of the month. Like, This is not going to be able to be complete by the end. And so there's a part of you, there's a part of you. And if you're hearing the metaphor, you would be screaming to the person describing you. What would you tell them to do? If they're like, I'm working, I'm doing, now I'm doing three pictures, now I'm doing four pictures, but like the more pictures I put in, it's almost like the less the water rises or something going on. All of us would look at that person. We would go, you need to pause, put down the pictures, pause, stop, stop running back and forth with water, pause, stop, put the pictures down and stand back and go and examine this barrel. Let's like, let's walk around it. Let's like lift it up, right? Maybe you would sit there and be like, let's crank it up a little. I mean, it would take effort, right? But let's look underneath. Are there holes under here? Is there something wrong? Like, what is the issue? Is the resin not tight? Like, I agree with you, there's a leak here, but definitely the answer is not to just keep running with the water over and over. The answer is like, we gotta pause and figure out what the issues are and possibly do something different to this barrel before you go back to just going with the water and expecting it to work. That's what all of us would tell anybody in that situation. And yet, what do we do in our careers? I can't get my work done in the time that I have. I cannot figure out how to make all of these things fit on the schedule. I am constantly behind, even though I feel like I am working so hard. It feels like as the harder I work, the more the goalpost keeps moving. And yet, I come and I say, okay, the first thing you need to do is stop. <laughs> I say, the first thing you need to do is stop. You need to stop doing as much as you would do. You need to tone it down by a lot. We need to reassess everything. Stop running because you're right. There's something wrong with your structure. There is something wrong with this job that you set out to do. I agree with you. And yet you have to see how the dominant culture in academic medicine and public health, every single signal is like, don't you dare stop. <laughs> don't put anything down for a second or you'll lose or you'll fail or it'll all go to hell. What, you wanna stop working right on the dot at five o'clock and leave? No, 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 no. What, you wanna miss? The faculty meeting this month? Oh my God, no, you can't. What? You want to renegotiate your relationship with this project or that project? Absolutely not. What? You want to reassess this relationship with your mentor and possibly stop all work there and move to a diff totally different area and start something new? You better not even think of it. You're going to get behind. You're never going to succeed. This is going to be the end of the world. Who are you without us? Can you see this? All of the pressures are like, don't you dare stop and pause. But now can you see how that's the mode that you are in? Of course, you have all kinds of leaks in your career. Of course, you are working hard and pouring the water and pouring the water. And it's just like sliding out. And of course, you have this building, very odd, but kind of slimy sense like this is not going to work like this. It has.
to be better than this. This can't be it. And it's weird because then you go to talk to other people and people are like, yeah, it can't be it, but it just is what it is. It just is what it is. You know, we all just got to keep plugging the water away, just filling the barrel. And you're like, okay, I guess. And then there are all these jokes about it. And you're like, okay, I guess it's just how it is. And then maybe you start to have pride in the fact that you're always overwhelmed and you can never catch up and all this stuff. Does any of this sound familiar? If you are going to patch the leaks in your career, metaphorically speaking, you are going to have to be able to stop and pause. And if you've never done that, it usually looks like a hard pause that hurts a little bit. That's like, oh, wow, I have to stop and assess. I have to carve out time, dedicated time, like weekly to start to reassess what in the world I am doing. What is this job and how am I trying to do it? And where are the leaks in my system that is causing me to be working so hard without the progress that I want to see? And when you do that, what you will realize is how valuable that moment is to put down the picture and go, wait, now I get it. That's when you start to see, oh, no wonder I am exhausted. Why am I doing XYZ for three hours each Tuesday? No wonder I am exhausted. Why am I working so hard on this project where nobody is listening to me? Why would I continue to make, to put so much effort and contribution that way? No wonder I'm so exhausted. I don't even want to be doing X. I'm just doing it because this person said that I needed to. No wonder it's so hard to make myself do it. All these insights are created because you pause to actually look at the barrel, metaphorically speaking, of your career. And you exert effort, right? And looking and pushing it around and figuring it out. That's how you patch the leaks in your career. But it starts with a pause. It starts with actually stopping doing the thing you're doing all the time. So what does this look like tangibly, y'all? Tangibly, what it looks like is to be able to look at your schedule and look at your activities. Really look at like, what are all of the things that I am actually doing? And start to look and be like, which one of these are actually beneficial to me? Which one of these are actually moving me towards the goal that I am trying to get to in my career? And which one of these things am I doing? Because I've been told, and I literally cannot even imagine any other reality that I just have to do it, that this is just what has to be done. This just must be done, right? On the detail level, that's what the pause looks like. And it's not just something that happens once, right? Because the pause also comes in your refinement. And that's where I started this conversation with. So each month I'm doing a very similar thing about a pause before I'm even starting to carry the water each month. So before like the month start, I'm looking up before I'm even going to the picture and getting my picture and putting, the first thing I'm doing is going to look at the barrel. I'm like, wait, let me assess this bad boy. Let me walk all the way around it. Let me look it up. Are there any holes? Are there any issues? Do I already see a problem before I even get started so that I don't have to be dragging halfway through and then realize, oh, wow, like this is an issue, right? And then that's where some of your preferences and things that you've learned about yourself can come to bear. That's when you get to choose how hard am I working these next four weeks and how hard do I want to actively. Sometimes the choice, depending on what's going on in my career and where I'm trying to go, is like, this is not an 80% month. This is like a 100% month. Like, I'm about to go because there are certain things coming up or whatever, but there are always other decisions then that are made that I'm not even considering because I'm choosing a certain level of focus or choosing a certain level of effort. 
So the pause isn't just something that happens once. I mean, that's the beginning where you reassess everything, but then it becomes part of how you actually live out your career, which is you're constantly, before you jump into something, you're constantly taking a moment to assess. You're assessing your week. You're assessing your month. Again, what we do, you have a quarterly assessment. You're looking back, you're looking forward. You are paying attention to the structure of the job at hand to be sure that you are not in a situation where you are pouring water into a barrel with leaky holes in it. That's how we patch the leaks in our career. And it's also obviously about, right, your leaked energy, your leaked time. That's how you start feeling more and more each day instead of feeling like this is futile, instead of feeling like, wow, I'm really being successful, but it's taking more and more and more and more and more from me. That's how you shift into the literal opposite slope. Wow. I'm being successful and it's taking less and less and less of me. Amen. Because every single time you assess that barrel, you learn something else about yourself and your career. You're like, ooh, this is good. Now I see that this didn't really work out. Next time this happens, I'm going to remember to do X. So you're on a constant improvement cycle as well. I mean, so I just, oh, this is why I wanted to end the live here because I wanted you all to see how critical the time and space to actually audit and look at what you are doing in a very comprehensive way, to have a structure that you are thinking about, to have values and intentions that you're trying to meet and look at what you are doing. That is so important and it should be part of your regularly scheduled programming in your career and it just yields dividends there's no downside there's literally no downside do you know what it requires time and space and so therefore it requires doing less i've said that so many times it requires something that you're probably doing right now that you need to stop doing because this is more valuable than that and so the second layer of what it requires is probably disappointing somebody who's now going to learn that you are not going to continue just running yourself ragged without clarity of what you are trying to do with your career And then the third thing it requires is a true desire for your experience to be better. That's it. So what you have to be able to understand, you have to be able to say, like, I deserve this. I work hard enough to deserve this. And so I am going to do something hard, which is put down the pictures. I'm going to do something hard, which is actually walk up and look at this barrel instead of just assuming it's fine. It's fine. I'm going to do something hard. Like maybe it takes a lot of effort to pick it up and look around it, but it's going to be worth it. Because I want my experience to be better. That's how you patch the holes in your career, the leaks in your career. Hello, I'm coming through to remind you that we are starting a listener letter segment on the Your Unapologetic Career podcast. Write in with questions that you have. You can ask me anything. I will decide what I want to answer. You can bring forth challenging situations or suggest topics you might want to hear more about. To do that, you can reach me at podcast at kdolcoach.com. That's podcast at kdolcoach.com with your questions. Please note if you'd like to be anonymous, and I will always do my best to keep you so excited to hear from y'all. 